Hello and welcome to the club that is That Kind of Nerd, a show where we talk about the nerdy things that we're passionate about, but then we judge each other on what we bring to the table. I am your humble host this weekend, CJ Mellon, and I am joined by two fantastic people, Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? <laughs> As Abraham Lincoln once said, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't dispute that. Can't dispute it at all. No, 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 no. He, he probably said that at some point. Since we have relaunched the world's best nerdy podcast on planet Earth and in this galaxy, uh, we have a new show format. At the end of every topic or just during the topic, I, your host, will be judging the conversation and awarding points to my co-hosts. The winner at the end of the show will be the host for the next episode. Uh, Looking at uh, what we're we're talking about this week, though, uh, it looks like that is it's going to be a a one topic thing, right? It's not someone bringing a topic, but so much so. What are we going to do for this conversation? Because we're going to be talking about Disney's D23 uh, announcements because there are a slew of them. Uh, we got Marvel. We've got Disney. We've got Pixar. We've got Star Wars. We've got video games. Whole bunch of stuff coming in. And uh, some of this will have some some spoilers to movies if you haven't seen them. So, you know, if you're not caught up on Marvel and Disney stuff, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this show? Go watch some Disney Plus stuff because you can just catch up with it right there. Uh, but I would like to start off the conversation with uh, the, the, the hostess with the Moses. Uh, Brian, I want to know where you want to start, and uh, what would you like to discuss first? Wow, okay. I, uh, I, I think we can talk about Marvel and get it out of the way, because there's so much more than, than Marvel. But what I will say is, um, if you haven't seen D23, you can actually, if you have a Disney Plus membership, you can actually watch most of D23. They have it up on uh, the Disney Plus. Uh, You can watch some of the presentations and stuff, which is really cool. Um, But a lot of stuff dropped. And I remember when we were talking about Comic-Con, we were like, well, they're talking all about this all at Comic-Con. What are they going to do for D23? And they gave us a lot. Um, So let's start there. And, and, you know, being as that's our wheelhouse, that's what we know know and love. And I'm interested, you know, when you look at kind of the list and some of the trailers that were dropped and some of the announcements that were given uh, when it comes to Marvel – what what are you guys most hyped for? What what do you see that you're like, oh, this is awesome! I can't wait. What what trailer did you enjoy the most? I'm interested in yours opinions. The thing that interested me the most, but I didn't get to see anything of it. And by the way, five points for letting me know that I can watch D23 on demand now because now that's exactly what I'll be doing today. Uh, is hearing a little about uh, Ironheart. Uh, and seeing uh, Anthony Ramos of, of Hamilton fame and uh, In the Heights fame will be coming to uh, the MCU as uh, The Hood. Uh, but that series is one that I'm, I'm kind of interested in to see where they take it. And I like the little blurb uh, that they gave about it, that it's tech and magic do battle. Uh, and that, mm. that sounds kind of cool considering, you know, what we've got going on in the MCU right now that we have people in space and we have you know mythical gods and creatures coming out through through Thor and kind of seeing that come into one little series uh, sounds like it's going to be pretty damn exciting. Yeah, that is that is the incorrect answer. That is not <laughs> correct. Wow. I He asked what we thought, and I thought that was yep. cool. I would love to see some footage or a trailer. That is incorrect. That is not the correct answer to Brian's question. What is the correct answer, Josh? Uh, the only possible answer to your question is Secret Wars. Uh, Secret, invasion. Secret Invasion or Secret, Secret Wars? Invasion. You know Thank what? You. Minus Secret five invasion. for calling me out and then putting in the wrong thing. So enjoy your, your smugness. <sighs> All right. So Secret Invasion is the series. Secret Wars is going to be the wrap up of right. 
the thing. Sorry. Right. But, but Se- Secret my, Wars is end of phase. Mea culpa. Yeah. Secret Invasion is the only correct answer. Secret Invasion looks great. So Marvel dropped two trailers, right? They dropped Secret Invasion and they dropped Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night is what I'm very excited for. Let's start with Secret Invasion, though, because, yeah, Josh is absolutely right. This is probably the biggest announcement they made at D23, the biggest thing that they showed at D23. It's the shut up. It's the shut up to all anybody complaining about anything. It's the they, – they, what they did, Marvel, uh, collectively, um, was they, they whipped it out and flopped it onto the table <laughs> and said, everybody shut up. Yeah. You remember, you, you remember we know how to do this. Everybody shut up. You have Absolutely. your five points back for telling those naysayers for phase four to shut up. Well, I mean, if you watch like if you watch the event or even if you saw them roll out just the clip of them rolling out the secret invasion trailer at the event, the the level of applause was the same as opening night in Endgame applause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was big. Yeah. It was huge. The the reaction to everybody reappearing. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. The reaction <laughs> I already gave the spoiler warning. You're good. Coming back through um the 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 fire holes was I mean so cool. So cool. Nick Fury, give me all give me all the secret invasion right now. Yeah, I I'm I'm super excited. I loved um I love Ben Mendelssohn. In general, but I loved him in Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. I'm interested to see him take on a larger role. And it, it looks like it's going to be like all out, you know, kind of, it, it looks like an, an alien espionage, right? Like, which is what Secret Invasion is supposed to be, right? Scrolls are secretly trying to take over the world. And Nick Fury is the only one who knows about it, you know? So I'm interested in, okay, how long has Nick Fury been underground? Has he been underground since Winter Soldier? Or has he been underground? Did he pop up for Iron Man's funeral? Was that a scroll at Iron Man's funeral? Like, we know it was a scroll and far from home, so that's not outside the realm of possibilities, right? So, like, I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see you know, how Amelia Clark is going to fit into all of this. Uh, seeing her and her uh, role in this whole thing makes me excited. Yeah, I did a double take. I was like, who is that lady? That's a what? Okay, Khaleesi's in this. All right. I was happy with that. Amelia Clark, she has. St- Yet to be named, right? Like, if you go into IMDb, really, she's the only person who doesn't have this is who that is. And I oh, have a feeling okay. she's going to be a, a a big deal, right? Like, there's a, a couple other people who, you know, haven't gotten their characters released, right? But, like, Amelia Clark's a kind of a big deal. And it was really cool to see Martin Freeman again, right? And like she's not, she's not yeah. a big deal. Mm, she's, she's not. She's, we had this argument before where I, I questioned her movie choices and Brian came saying, to her defense. I'm not saying the actress is a big deal. I think the fact that you get someone off of something like Game of Thrones and then you don't even say, hey, she's playing this person. Are you like, do you watch, you watch everything Sean Bean does too? Or I do actually. Sean Bean's a wonderful well, actor. Well, that, that, that's a mistake. One does not simply watch a few Sean Bean things. Yeah, look. First I, off, first uh, off, Josh, to watch every Sean Bean film is really only watching the first 10 to 20 minutes of <laughs> 30 different films. Because he always dies. He <laughs> dies. Like, yeah, he's in he's in like he's, he's in a lot that of he's stuff. the main, that he's like the driving force. You're like, "Oh, this is going to be the worst movie ever." But like, look, unless it's actually Daenerys Targaryen joining the MCU, probably it's not. Worth. I'm I'm not saying again. 
Let me let me reiterate. I'm not saying, ooh, Amelia Clark, she's a big deal. I'm saying the fact that she is the only cast member who has not had a character accredited to her Correct. is a big deal. The character she's playing could be a big deal. I'm not saying I, I don't know who she's playing. Far as far as I know, they haven't said anything about it. They don't mention it in the trailer. I don't know who she's playing, she's and that intrigues me. She's one of those me. random gold people. You know what? If she's a random shield agent, that's fine. No, no, not I'll a be shield disappointed. Agent. But one of the gold people. The oh, oh the uh, people from Guardians with uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think so. I, I think, I think her character is going to be a bigger deal moving forward. I'm interested. That's all I'm saying is I'm interested. Um, Maybe I'm she's also, a Zygon. <laughs> I'm also looking forward to seeing Shield. Like I, I think this is going to be the reformation of Shield. Because that's what it was in the in the comic books as well. This is going to be the Samuel Jackson is getting the band back together, and at the end of this, we'll have a new Shield that can kind of be the driving force for Phase Five, Six, if, and if he's so getting on. the band back together, right? He's bringing some new people because he's been in space for at least right. We we can guarantee at least since uh uh, uh Spider Man Far From Home, right? We we know he's in space during the end for of that movie, so I want to know who he brought with him. One does not simply go into space and not come back with an army of really cool things. I do want you to remember, Far From Home takes place a lot later in the timeline than you think it does. Yes, but he's been in space even though for it got a while. released sooner. I think he's been in space even well before that. Maybe so, he brings back some black goo. Ah, uh, I, I think that's too much. I know. I'm just and, and, and plus, and then Sony. Bomb. Let's let's All not right, talk right, about right, the right. business end of things with the thing with Sony and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That nobody understands what their deal is. So who knows what what that entails? So Josh, you're you're not that excited for uh, Miss Amelia Clark. So who are you excited, or what are you excited about the most with Secret Invasion? Besides the fact that Samuel Jackson is freaking awesome and he's like helming this show. The entire story. I. They didn't. He, they didn't tell us. They didn't tell us nothing. Anything. Right, but they gave me enough to go. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it looks amazing, and I want it. That, I mean, I can't. That, that's it. I'm the trailer achieved exactly what they wanted it to achieve. Right. It Got looked you excited, unbelievably good, and I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I seriously, mean, you and you have I mean, to if, wait if, seven months or something. Well, like no, that. but I mean, isn't that like that's what you that want? Exactly what a great trailer does. Yep. Right. They yeah. and I'll I'll take this back. Like the last time I was this excited and had no idea was maybe the baby driver three minute yes. clip. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have no idea what this is gonna be about except this guy's a driver and the music's dope, but like damn was that cool. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the movie. Like that's the last time I was this excited, having only seen a trailer and no other idea what this is about, except I know this guy's a getaway driver, right? I know you're That's probably fishing for it, but five points for mentioning baby driver because you know I love baby driver. I, I, I wasn't fishing. Well, congratulations. You caught it. You caught a carp. <laughs> Legitimately, that's that's how I feel about it. And like, I just I can't. So few trailers are made this well. Right. Right. That achieve their purpose without like leaking some shit that they shouldn't leak. Right. Le- like giving you too much. Mm-hmm. So many trailers just give away the store. This one did not. Right. Um, I want to. Marvel's normally good at that, right? You know, at least for their yeah. first trailers. If you and Marvel's usually good at like we're not going to give away the farm, or we're going to give away stuff, but not what you think, or we're going to CGI this thing so that it's something that you don't know what it's actually going to be. 
Yeah, so, or I mean, we're going to put this in the trailer and never do it. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, it was just there to keep you happy. That's of course for trailers, right? We, we've talked about that. That happens all the time with trailers. Um, nine times out of ten because the people cutting the trailer are not the people who are editing the movie. So they yes. don't know. Um, but, you know, Secret Invasion looks great. I do want your opinions on if you're going to watch this at all because I know you both are not super horror people. I'm really excited for Werewolf by Night. And what makes me excited is not just the, the, the concept, but, well, it is the concept. They're doing this in terms of an old universal monster movie. And that makes me really excited. The, the old Bram Stoker's Dracula, Bela Lugosi stuff, like, that stuff is is still great. And I'm really interested to see what they do with this, but, like, put it like a Marvel twist on it. But what are your guys' thoughts? Well, but before we dive into that, I, there was a special a special designation to this movie that this is a Marvel Studios special presentation, right? Which right. is the same designation that they're giving to the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, Christmas special, right? Uh, and James Gunn came, came in and, and said that uh, this designation, right, it's still within the MCU, but it's it's a special. It's not a series. It's not a movie. It's but it is within the MCU universe. I don't know if that means that it's canon or 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 what. But cool, That's whatever. Exactly. I'll, it I'll take it's it. Canon. It's great. Canon. But what I, I I do like the fact that they're putting in this this special thing, so you kind of know, hey, like this is a little outside the realm of what we normally do, and the tone on this, like, all right. This ends with a a woman just huddled on the cage, right? While the shadow of a werewolf starts, you know, forming after it looks like it's beating somebody up, and then they show the Disney logo afterward, <laughs> and you're like, "What? What is this?" All the yeah. time that we talked about, uh, you know, hard stuff or scary stuff or spooky or the off-brand Disney things. Hey, maybe it'll go to Hulu or maybe it'll go somewhere else. It won't be on Disney Plus. They're just like, "Nah, man, we got it." Right here it is. So this looks spooky. This is definitely in that Halloween theme. I am not a big fan of the genre. However, this looks really fun in the sense of like this has a, a unique flair. Uh, it, it, it's got an aesthetic to it that is not just run of the mill crap. It's not Blumhouse. So I'll I'll actually give this a watch. I, I think mm. this is going to be I kind of think this is pretty uh, entertaining. Yeah, I don't. Um, all right. So I don't want to be categorized as like a horror hater. I hate jump scares and I hate badly made movies um and a, very much of horror fits into those two categories sure um, that like blood guts and gore for the sake of blood guts and gore is dumb however um i love thrillers i love thrillers that verge on horror and um you know werewolf vampires love 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 that i don't consider that a horror at all um so wolf by night yeah i'm i'm, I'm in um I love a I love a werewolf story and I don't like you know sign me up it's it's fine um all all the you know even like some of the Halloween movies are are good you know especially Rob Zombies but <clears throat> I'm not so I'm not going to say I'm I'm against horror and I'm certainly not against some of the newer thriller type horror stuff that's come out recently so yeah I, this is fine and I don't really care what they do with it I would be thrilled if it becomes a you know, spooky monster universe type thing. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. um, especially if they do more, um, you know, vampire stuff. Um, well, they will with Blade, right? Yeah, Blade's coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I get but that. But you're talking Just, like, hey, kind yes, of vampire. Yeah, right. so like if you, and if you haven't watched, <laughs> if you haven't, and I'm just going to split really quickly from, from the, the topic at hand and say, if you haven't watched Dracula, 
on Netflix uh, by uh, the same people that did Sherlock, Mark Gatiss, uh, Stephen Moffat. Um, you need to watch Dracula. It's unbelievably good. Well, before we end with that, the, the, there are a couple other things that need to be mentioned that they that they ha- had announced, right? They officially announced Captain America New World Order, but what's most interesting about it is that Tim Blake Nelson is coming back as the leader. He played the leader in Incredible Hulk. Um, and it's really nice to kind of start seeing them embrace that movie. Whereas for the, most of the MCU, they've like, Shh, let's just pretend it, done, didn't, it never happened. Well, they've been doing that in She-Hulk too, right? In She-Hulk, they, they started in, to throw that in stuff She-Hulk, back in. She-Hulk, they, they made... It's Tim Roth. She-Hulk, They literally acknowledged, I was a different person. <coughs> they, like, they literally they acknowledged literally Edward acknowledged Norton. You know, not like Edward Norton, but they acknowledged that someone else played Bruce. Like, yeah. again, they're, they're having some fun with that over on She-Hulk. But my point is, it is nice to see them start embracing this in terms in, in terms of this is a part of the MCU, not just a throwaway line because that was under a different studio with a different guy, and we don't want right. to go down that road. Um, they did show the trailer for the Marvels. They did not do a mass release of it yet, but all of the feedback has been nothing but fantastic. Um, very excited for that. Um, and then, yeah, they, they talked about Ironheart. They also said Armor Wars uh, is going to see um, Don Cheadle come back. It's Don Cheadle's last outing as Rhodey. I was going to say, um, he's not under contract anymore, he said. He is officially done, unless they scaff him up again. Um, so just a couple little, you know, key, you know, little key p- uh, pinpoints. Um, they also showed Echo. They showed a trailer for Echo, which uh, got people excited. And then, yes, they, they did announce, here are the Thunderbolts. Here are the... The lineup for the Thunderbolts, right? Um, and so, CJ, I, I know you want to talk about that, so I'll put it back over to you. Well, I, I just, uh, I initially saw it, and uh, all I saw were, you know, villain, 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 or, or people that are align themselves now to people that are on the wrong side, because uh, uh, that's just kind of what I got the vibe. And then I saw Sam Wilson. Uh, not Sam Wilson, Jesus. Sebastian uh, Stan. Then I saw Bucky, Bucky Barnes, right? Yeah. Sebastian Stan, and I'm just like, Everybody in there is ethically gray, right? Very gray brush and, and being manipulated by uh, Va- Valentina, right? Mm-hmm. And then Bucky Barnes shows up, and I'm like, I thought we got past this with Bucky, that he would be good. And then, Brian, you you gave me a good analogy as to why is Bucky Barnes in this, and you related it to another movie. Okay, so two things. I mean, Bucky is always going to be morally gray. I mean, that's just his personality. It, it is He's not Captain America. Um, and, and even in the comic books, they put him in the Captain America suit for a year specifically to show why he's not Steve, Right. you know? So he's always going to be morally gray. He's always going to be okay with more than what Steve was ever okay with. Um, so he fits right in. He's, he's led the Thunderbolts in the comic book before, but I mean, again, we're talking about a group of people who do need a leader, who do need someone who's going to wrangle them in. And I, I made the analogy that he's the Rick Flag of the group. If this is the quote-unquote Suicide Squad, which is the Suicide Squad being a group of villains doing maybe more positive things, Bucky is your Rick Flag. Bucky is, hey, I've done this before. I'm going to keep you all in line. Here we go. You know, let's – we have a mission. Let's go and enact it. Because you can't, you can't have – I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a partnership with Yelena. I'm sure Yelena is going to be more of a of a moral compass as well. Yeah, but Yelena is not there yet. She's not a hero, quote unquote. Oh. She's still reeling from well, the loss of Nat. You know, so I think she's a great addition. And I think 
something I didn't say to you. I think this is their way of in 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 the original vision of the of the Thunderbolts. I'm sure William Hurt was a part of it because his character Thunderbolt Ross becomes a red version of the Hulk, and he does have his own version of the Thunderbolt. Reason there's um, a name, right? What's that? Isn't that like part of the reason that they're called the Thunderbolts? No. No. Oh, all right. No. I thought they would. Unfortunately, he passed. We can't have him as a part of this group. And instead of recasting or redoing, we have a perfectly good character who is also well-established. You can serve the same function. Let's utilize him. I I think that's part of it as well. Makes sense. Uh, That's going to hit theaters in July of 2024. Some of this stuff is so far away. I I got so used to getting Marvel movies like so quickly that now that there's a gap and, you know, the Disney Plus stuff is filling filling the void. I just miss going to the movies and seeing a Marvel movie. When's the next one? Is it Quantumanium? Is that the... Next movie, I believe, is Quantumanium sometime early I thought there was year. one in November. Black Panther's November, but... Black Panther... Oh, Wakanda Forever is November. Yeah. Is that first? Oh, okay, Wakanda good. Forever is November. And then all right, and then Quantum Ammon and the Wasp is in February. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. So, all right. Oh, man. Everything that they were talking about and all the footage and all the stuff that we see for, for Wakanda Forever uh, has just been giving me the chills and just giving the, uh, other people just uh, like a really emotional response. I, I cannot wait to see this movie. It's, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, Any, uh, I will ask you to just uh, keep your review to yourself because I probably won't be able to see it. Over <laughs> right. Uh, any closing thoughts or anything else that we have for uh, Marvel from D23? No, I think I think that's it. Um, I'm not going to lump it. I, I, honestly, Star Wars, they, they didn't announce a ton. They showed a new trailer for Mandalorian. Uh, they showed a, a trailer for their new Tales of the Jedi series. Uh, we got a little bit more about the Skeleton Crew and what Jude Law is going to be doing in the Skeleton Crew. Um, so shepherding younglings around the galaxy. Shepherding younglings, yes. Um, it killed younglings. He gets to be in the MCU and he gets to be on Star Wars. That lucky <laughs> bastard. Well, he's also going to be Captain Hook in Peter Pan and Wendy, Just, if I recall correctly. He, but yeah, but he gets the same honor that uh, Samuel L. Jackson gets, right? You get to be in both of those franchises. It's a limited club that gets to bounce back and forth. Um, by the, by so, the way, Brian, you didn't let me award points at the end of the, the Marvel category. So uh, I mean, if, if, if you, you would be so to. kind. Uh, a dollar for uh, a dollar. Jesus, that'd be a great. Uh, I'll buy uh, that for a dollar. One point for explaining the Thunderbolts to me, uh, because it, it's the right thing. And then, that- uh, Josh, you, you were in, indeed, in fact, more correct. I'm going to give you an additional two points for picking the correct topic. And, and I was indeed wrong. Why, thank you. Um, so as far as the rest of D23, like the, a lot of stuff came out. So I, I don't want to go down the list, but let's kind of talk about some of the things that, you know, were interesting or got us excited. I mean, I will start with something that is not movie related at all. And we can jump back into the movies later because there is plenty to talk about with Disney Plus and uh, Disney and stuff like that. But they announced uh, a new ride for the Avengers Campus in um, Disneyland. Did you guys see this? No. So the whole concept of this new ride is that you are going to enter the multiverse and you're going to end up in a universe where Thanos won. And he won at the end of Endgame, and he becomes King Thanos, and you are going to help the Avengers and across multiple realities take down King Thor. And I just think that's very cool and interesting. And I, I love the fact that we have a place where I, – if you, I don't know how much research you guys have done into Avengers Campus, but they're, they're going very hard to try and not just – oh. Here's a ride about the movie, but make a experience that integrates into the MCU. 
Right. So like things that are going on in there also, you know, could technically be considered canon if you really want to go that far. But also like, you know, character meet and greets and stuff like that. Those things don't happen until like the movie drops. So for example, when Multiverse of Madness came out, America showed up in, in Avengers Campus. Yeah, I saw that. Wanda showed up in Avengers Campus uh, when WandaVision came out. Um, we now have a zombie Captain America that only shows up around Halloween, so he's there right now. Um, when What If came out, right? Like, things like that. Right. I, I am so intrigued by this park, and it sucks because we're on the East Coast, and I really want to go. Um, <laughs> but, like, it, it, it really is interesting to me how they're playing with... A multimedia platform, right? Like now you got you got an MCU, you got the movies, you got television shows that line up with the movies and integrate with the movies. You have a theme park that also dabbles in that and live action experiences and live action meet and greets that dabble in that. And, and I just think this being the latest is really cool and really interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, but I just wanted to use this platform to say good on you, MCU. Listen, it's it's a smart business move in the sense of once you go to Avengers Campus, right, and you basically do the things, like, what's the reason to come back besides, oh, I love Marvel stuff, like, hey, a rotating cast of characters, uh, let's put things seasonality, hey, let's link it to the movie so you get done watching a movie, like, you know what, it would be really cool if Ant-Man was, you know, walking around Avengers Campus with a new thing that he just got in Quantumanium, and boom, you know, there he is, right? Uh, so right. like, it gives you a good reason to come back. And then, yeah, it makes us, uh, uh, for multitude of reasons, be very angry that we are on the East Coast and not on the West Coast. That we can just hop on over and, and, and see the cool stuff. Uh, I think it's just a, a smart business move to, to keep them you know, excited. I'm not going to ask Josh's opinion because I know his opinion on Disney World in general. So moving. Yeah, on. look, <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's great um, to <clears throat> introduce people who would m- maybe – be more in it for the theme park experience and maybe not so much in it for um, the MCU. And it might get them more involved in the sort of outer limits of the MCU. And that that's a cool thing. But like, I don't know. It's stupid theme parks. No. (laughs) Hot people. Stupid lines. What what out of the rest of the, because it was a two day showcase. They were, they, and Marvel was only, a couple hours of it. So what stands out to you guys? I feel like I'm doing most of the talking here. I feel like I'm hosting the show this week, but I'm not. So what stood it's, out to you guys? There's just so much Star Wars here. Like, why is there so much Star Wars? Who's asking for all of this Star Wars? All Star those Wars toxic fans, fans are. <laughs> all of those, because they want to be shitty about all the Star Wars. They want to just on everything. God, it's just so much. Here's the thing. I, honestly, I don't care about you said you said Marvel was ten percent, right? I said a couple hours, but how much? How much of it was Marvel? Would you say? I would. I would say more than ten percent. Maybe about fifteen, twenty. Fifteen, yeah, twenty. How much of it was Pixar? Pixar did not have a lot this year. It, yeah, it, was it really like, had like maybe two or three announcements for Pixar. Okay, so five percent, maybe you know. So so look, to break it really down, you have maybe like two or three announcements for Pixar. One. From 20th Century Fox Studios, which I will, I don't care about. Um, you had about. I'm sorry, you didn't five, care about the Avatar news there, Brian. Total shock. Announcements in their video game franchise. Four or five from their from their theme parks. Um, the brunt of it was Disney Plus, which you had like, I don't know, maybe 12 announcements between Disney Plus and Disney Live Action, 
and Lucasfilm, because they don't really, they don't just do Star Wars, they do Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Too many. Too many. And, I, I, and yeah. eight of them were Star Wars, and then you had about ten Marvel announcements. I care about Marvel. I care about Pixar. Um, I care about Avatar just far enough to piss Brian off. And, uh, and that's it. Everything else, I mean, I just... Listen, I am so... At, okay, I'm just going to... Star Wars, for me, same as DC. You got the Star just, Wars. Whoa. Misfire after misfire after misfire. And I... You know, I, I, I give it a watch. I, I will... I have not watched a single Star Wars thing a second time. I have not finished a single Star Wars story series... Um, but, but like all the new movies, I've only watched once. Um, all the series mm, haven't got past a couple episodes. Don't care. They're not good. And, um, right, I'll find I've, you I've watched, I've watched all. Okay. The Mandalorian is a cool Western story. Yep. Um, with space. But like that's, yeah. but that's it. And you know, beyond that, but, I don't that's care. That's what I want. Um, and, and Timothy uh, Olyphant, right? And I have I have rewatched uh, like all the DC stuff, and I will continue to, but not the Star. It's just so awful. It's like the movies are so awful. Two points for liking Avatar, just enough to make Brian mad. Uh, I would like to put that on a T-shirt somewhere. So two two, two points for that. Uh, but uh, I, I boo, that is a bold hot take. But I, as you're laying it out, Josh. I mean, you're not. It's you're not entirely he ain't wrong. wrong, guys. He he ain't lying. It's a hot take, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you for like, it. Like like you're not entirely wrong, but like I also can't say I agree. But also, I can't find a lot of flaws in what you're saying. So here's the thing about Star Wars, and, and, and so and here's where I will disagree. What do you right? have like, to get about Star Wars? Is this I, not that? I, <laughs> no, I get I get where you're coming from. I don't. I, where I don't agree is that it's all trash. I I think what you're responding to, and and, and you have a more visceral reaction to this to every than, to everything than to anything. Everything. But but here's the thing, Josh, for for our listeners who don't know Josh personally, Josh, I, and you tell me if I'm wrong. When you love a thing, you love a thing, like yes, full heartedly. And when you hate it, you hate it. But what you cannot stand is mediocrity, and that's I, where no. Star Wars lives right now. Really? Because listen, for Episodes four, five, and six were such a big part of my youth. Um, and I was so excited for the prequels, and I liked the prequels. Mm-hmm. Even even the Anakin and Padme story, which was the worst part of the prequels, even that I liked. Um, and they completely ruined them with these with these sequels that so so much so that I can't even go back and watch. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi because I know it's going nowhere. Like, I can't even watch the. They've ruined that part of my childhood. I think you're watching them wrong. Um, if that's the case, I'm not going to lie. That's an I, Apple I, response. I, I, th- I think, well, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, get your mom an iPhone, Josh. God. Um, <laughs> One point think, for the timely reference. Thanks. I think you need to, uh, you need to watch the movies in capsules, right? You know, you got one, two, three, you got four, five, six is one story, one, two, three is one story, seven, eight, nine is one story. Um, 
just like you would just like you would a comic book, right? Just like you would Marvel. You know, I've heard you argue that they are all the Skywalker story. They, are, <laughs> I, I have, but just because. Listen, I have seven hundred issues of Spider Man there, and that's not all one story. There are stories inside of that character arc, right? I would argue the same thing about the Skywalker quote unquote saga. But what I will say is, I, I don't blame you. I, I would just, I'm, I'm just making the argument to not let the shit that was eight half of eight and nine taint what the all the good that four five and six is and 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 again you have a visceral response and i agree with you star wars is mediocre right now the highs are not as high and the lows are are not definitely as low there's still some trash in there right but like it's what i'm calling the solo effect solo came out we all saw it we talked about it we said it was all right it was fine and then we all promptly forgot it exists and that's everything that Star Wars is doing right now. There's nothing that gets you really excited, really amped up, makes you really love anything. With you. And, and again, I'll fight you on Mandalorian. I, I said Mando and Ahsoka are the only two that I'm like stoked about. Like, yeah, I, I think Mandalorian is Star Wars done right. Yes. Right. Uh, can't say much about Ahsoka right now because we don't have it yet. Um, I think if I think if you gave the Clone Wars a shot, you'd feel that way, too. I think the Clone Wars series is Star Wars done right as well. But the rest, you watch it, it's fine. You forget it exists. I I, I enjoyed what I saw of Obi Wan. I'm never gonna watch it again. I I did not. Just never gonna watch it again. There's some trash. There's some really bad stuff in there that I definitely would say, oh, you know, that wasn't good. There was some good stuff in there too, and that's the problem with Star Wars right now. I yeah, like. Think- do we need Andor? Like, like, do we need that no, series? No one wants Andor. <laughs> Out of all of these characters why. from Rogue One, Cassian Andor is the very last one yeah. that I care about at all. Like, and you know what? Rogue One was a great movie. I, 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 I like wouldn't Rogue say one. great. It was good. It was really, it was highly enjoyable. It was a story I didn't need. I didn't need to see that story. But if I have it, cool. it, it was fun. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I knew everyone was going to die at the end. That's just the fate of those characters, right? Otherwise, Jin or so would show up again, right? But like, and that's and but that tells you exactly what Star Wars' problem is: is we continue to tell stories set in this forty-year time span that we don't need. We don't need Andor. We don't need to know anything about what's going on in between episodes five and six or what have you. Just tell new stories. Like again, and we've talked about this. I've made this argument, right? This is why I'm so pissed off about. The 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 Ray the way Ray turned out because there was promise there and then we just walked it back. It, just time to time to sit Kathleen stuff. Kennedy down and be like, so hi. <sighs> I think it's time hi. to tell you hi. Uh, I think it's time. See the door that's right there. You should just you should you just know, go I, through I, if you don't I mind. Can, There's I a Sarlacc pit down there, so enjoy your stay. Bye. I can blame her, I, I, but she's not the only one. If the MCU started taking a shit right now, right? We would all the, blame Kevin Feige because... Tana. No, there's Kevin, no double standard. Then no, we no, blame no. Kathleen there, Kennedy. The, no, here's the thing. There is a very big difference between Kathleen Kennedy and Kevin Feige. Like, it, it, it just is. Kevin Feige is way more of a creative force. We have put him up there as the creative force behind sure. Marvel. He is advertised as that he is the architect of the mcu that's their language who, not ours who has to sign off on any of these series the fact who's the, the person matter, who has to say yep listen dude 
a producer's job is not what Kevin Feige does. Kevin Feige is a super producer. He is a completely different animal. Kathleen Kennedy is doing a producer's job. John Favreau comes to her and says, hey, here's my idea for a Star Wars story. And she signs off on it. That's it. She is not involved in the creative process. She is she, the president of Lucasfilm. She's not just a producer. Oh, I she don't is think the president the, of oh, Lucasfilm. I don't think it's the right call. But I don't think I, I don't think she's as much a creative force as Feige is. So you can't compare apples and oranges. Josh, I, I need your I, I need your ruling on this one. She's the president of Lucasfilms. Is this is she not responsible for but, this at the end no, of the day? So what what Brian's saying um, is is valid in 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 really from from both points of view, right? Which is an odd hedge, um, but it it it's a hundred percent right in that the the MCU product is so complex with so many moving parts that not a mere mortal producer could could do that. Yes, he wears right? the infinity it, it gauntlet while he writes it, it the just, It just can't. It can't be. It has to be someone who is like so entrenched in um, how comic book story arcs work that no one else could possibly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Only that kind of person could do it. Um, and a couple things to, to add to that. What a phenomenal risk that was taken um, to, to make that a reality because it could have been historically bad. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, on the flip side of that. Could have been the DCEU. <laughs> everybody thinks that because Star Wars is such a piece of Americana that it's if we put Star Wars out there, it's going to be automatically successful. And the big mistake is not viewing Star Wars a trade paperback or a graphic novel and treating it like a comic book story arc. Mm -hmm. That's why Brian's argument works both ways, right? Because she is signing off, right? And she shouldn't be because she's not capable of identifying what her product is. She doesn't know what she's selling. Right. Mm And and that's 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 what Brian said. If Brian, if I'm wrong, please no, tell no, me no. I'm you're wrong, absolutely but I think right. That's what and, you're and, and Josh, while I have a moment to speak here, I'm going to give you three points the next time I host for saying I'm 100 percent correct. Uh, I would, hold on, I was just going to give you Brian four points for being right about Kathleen Kennedy, and then giving Josh two points for explaining it correctly to me. Excellent. Well, he's making two he's making two simultaneous arguments, yes. and both of them are are spot on. Um, I just think it. Yeah, we we have to. Brian didn't say it this episode. But he said it a few episodes ago, which was she doesn't even know what she has. Like she doesn't, she doesn't understand the product. That's You'll never love her. Star Wars the way that I love Star Wars. It's not about <laughs> no, no, you no, know what. Just... Here's the thing: it's not about that. It's not about. No, I just didn't want to Marvel... be the, the crazy ex girlfriend who's just sitting there going, "I treated him better than you did." The Marvel thing, right? The 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 um bi- the business decision that went into like assessing the risk and signing off on this ridiculous this ridiculous storyline really right had nothing to do with loving or not loving mm-hmm. right it's like it it was a risk and like hey listen if you take this risk right we might lose uh 400 million dollars but if you take this risk, we might make four billion dollars. What do you want to do? That's when they were like, "Okay, well, let's." Yeah, all right. But I, I don't, I don't mind. You know, a thousand and one return on my money. Let's try it. Let's mm-hmm. just see what happens, right? And you know, they they hit crypto in the early days, right? <laughs> Seriously, that's what they did. All right, one point for the crypto joke. Yeah, um, 
it was it was an absolute fucking bonanza. It was a gold strike. It doesn't things just don't happen that way. Yeah. That you have this untapped story, right? That to most of America and the world is so, so original because they haven't read anything, right? right? Yeah. That it dwarfs the haters. The like the haters going, well, that's not canon and that meh, meh, meh. America's going, we don't give a shit, guy. Like they knew what they were doing and they did it right and we're in. And now, unfortunately, your opinion no longer matters. And because we are in, because they did it right. And the flip side of that is what we see from DC and Star Wars collectively. And what I will say is um, the haters you see for the Marvel Universe, and I'm just, uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to make this blanket statement. I know it's not true for everybody individually, right? But I'm making this blanket statement because you have to remember the Marvel Universe has been around now since 2008. Mm-hmm. Like that is a whole generation of people who the only way Close, they know yeah. the product is this, yeah. right? To Josh's point, they've they've probably never read a comic book or maybe they're just getting into comic books because of this. So the people who are going online and hating it and review bombing things like Captain Marvel are the people who don't understand the character, the 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 universe, the the overall picture, or they're just being trolls to be trolls, right? The people who are fully bought into this universe and who are, to Josh's point, along for the ride, who are getting into comic books or who found their love of, you know, of Marvel through these movies, they're not complaining. Like, no. listen, we're, we're critiquing. We can critique all we want. Yeah. I just watched Thor Love and Fun Thunder. I have some thoughts. <laughs> I, I I mean I feel I feel like there were things that could have been done better. But yeah, we talked about that movie. We should do that. Uh, we can talk we, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's 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 not, not this now. Episode. Not this that's episode. I'm saying episode. that's another episode. We but should like, do that. Yes. Apply apply Brian's argument right. right to the from from Star Wars to DC. This was someone not knowing the product they had, right. yep. getting too getting too movie getting too movie about it. Right. And making it a movie instead of making it a story arc, right? And it's the same exact thing. That's why I can't get behind the Star Wars thing. And what they both have in common is they care too much about what the quote unquote fans are saying. Right. And not because like the fans know, right? Right. But the thing is, I, I, I would argue, and this is where I was going with the Marvel argument the fans that are speaking up are not truly fans. They're either being trolls or, or they're not understanding it because. Maybe all they know is, hey, the past year of, of Marvel or the past five years or what have you, right? They're, they're not – they haven't been bought in for the long haul. And the people who are speaking up about Star Wars are not the people who understand this universe. They're the people who are – they think they know it and they want to see a certain thing and so they speak up. The, the thing is – I make this analogy all the time at work. If I go to a restaurant – or if I go to a retail store and we've all been there, right? And I have a perfectly enjoyable experience. Everything works out fine. I give a good tip. They say, hey, take this survey for me. Tell them how great I did. Here's the survey at the bottom of the receipt. We all throw it away. <laughs> we don't go online and we don't fill out that survey. We fill out the survey when something is either above and beyond so amazing that it melted my brain or I'm pissed about something. And it's the same thing with the fans of any IP, 
Marvel, Fans Star in Wars, DC. Yes. The only people who are going to spend that time to film that video, to go on that blog, to review bomb something, to say something about it, are those people who are the 15% who have a strong reaction one way or the other. We're all enjoying the Marvel product. We're not going to say too much because we're enjoying it. Yeah. Let it ride, you know? And that's but and and that's where Marvel the difference between Marvel and Star Wars and DC. So the question the, the the answer is not let's sit down Kathleen Kennedy and say time to go away. Yeah, let's sit down Kathleen Kennedy. Let's sit down with let's give her, her a performance review. Right. Well, let's sit down with her and Favreau and Filoni and say do what you want to do because the beauty of Star Wars is that it can be anything. Try shit out. Be experimental. Do what you want to do and stop listening. To the trolls, because every time you produce something that is shit, it's because you listen to the trolls. We got Book of Boba Fett because we have a swarm of fans who love the costume, not the character. <laughs> and we it's got true. a mediocre series. Yeah. We we got freaking Rise of Skywalker, which CJ and I were very divided on when it came, came out. I think we're feeling a little bit more the same now. Yeah. We got that because... We tried something different. People got pissy about it, the 10 percenters, and then we walked it back. Yet there's still 80% of the freaking fan who was like, I was fine with the way yeah, things were going. Yeah, I was fine going. with it too. Yep. You know? Well, so listeners, any, anybody who's listening that, it, that is trying to sell um, all of their dad's old um, knockoff, and you know their knockoff um, Nick Fury shield number one because <laughs> they have a white guy with wings on them. <laughs> So anyone who wants to get rid of those, I'll I'll destroy them for you. Or you, you have the Avander shirts? Yeah, I'll take those. Yeah, you don't need to you don't need to throw them away. I will throw them away myself uh, because clearly they're knockoffs. <laughs> Nick Fury is not an old white guy with gray wings. Yeah, he 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 also never looked like the guy from Baywatch. Which I may have to give a different reference because I don't think anyone who listens to the show knows the baby. So for, for those of you who have these knockoff Nick Fury Agent of Shield number ones from 1968, super super cheesy knockoffs, uh, you can you can ship them to me. And then again, I once again offer that kind of services to be your movie consultants and producers and creative directors, whatever you need us to do. Uh, we'll, I we'll will help happily sit down with Kathleen Kennedy, John Favreau, and Dave Filoni. What are the what are the odds? What campaign can we start to get you fifteen minutes with Kathleen Killen? There is not a number that describes those odds. Are you kidding me? You and CJ can can sit in at the table and talk about it. Oh, I'm not John allowed to talk. Favreau and I will listen from the kitchen while we cook. Yeah, okay. You guys have chef. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to do a uh, I want to do a couple of rapid fires, and then I have it change my mind uh, for for this episode because the points are really close. Uh, so is there anything else that we want to talk about from Disney live action or, or um, anything like that? No, I think it's worth mentioning. You, sir, you, sir, are about to hit time. So you get to. I'm sorry. <laughs> you bring up these topics. I get, I get it. Passionate. I'm asking if there's anything you want to talk about that isn't from these categories. You get I'm, to pick one thing, Brian. I'm just saying I think it's it's worthy of mentioning we've got a glimpse of the new Little Mermaid, which looks fine. Um uh, we got an announcement of a new remake of Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, I do want to mention we got something else that no one asked for. Uh, nope. I think I know what you're saying, and that's the change my mind. Okay. Does it involve a certain lion? Yes. Yep, that's my change my mind. Be quiet. Okay. All right. Okay. I won't. 
Okay, something, right, so something else. So, so something, something thing, else that no one asked for is the Santa Claus's miniseries. Yes, that the, please that stop. I, before we started recording, I looked at Josh and I said, can we please just stop? Like, we're good. We've got two. There are only two Santa Claus movies. There are only two. I don't even I don't even care for the second one. I there love the first one. There are not nine seasons That's of Scrubs, it. and there are only two Santa Claus movies, and they're fine. Leave them alone. <laughs> I don't need any but more But don't you need to see Peyton Manning try to be Santa Claus? Shut up. What I do want is he the He plays sports ep- ball real good, CJ. Sh- and his forehead is as big as the helmet. And, he, throws, uh, he throws the pigskin. And, and he, he does wonderful commercials. With the rabbit's foot. What I was excited for was Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, I, I think Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief was a good movie, and then the series kind of died, and yada yada. This is fun. It's also like they fixed things. It's more accurate to like what's happening. And I'm reading the books, and I'm actually really excited about this. Yeah, Same thing with exci- National uh, Treasure. I was going to say, History. I want to give Josh his moment, because I know he was excited for National Treasure. And we finally got a trailer at D23. We've already talked. Yeah, we've already talked about it. I'm, I don't, I'm right. good. I don't well, need... Then- uh, Disenchanted was the final thing. I'm excited for that. Give me that movie. That's that's coming out soon. I I, I must have. Um, okay, so change my mind. Josh had a wonderful idea for this topic, and uh, I think this should be a little. Oh, bit more Inside recurring. Out too got announced as well, which is exciting. Yep. Yep. All right. So change my mind. A wonderful segment that was introduced by Josh Burns, which I think we should uh, incorporate in our show a little bit more. Uh, and this one's uh, pretty legitimate, uh, which is uh, <clears throat> Brian and Josh change my mind. Josh, we don't need another Mufasa. We don't need this Mufasa prequel movie. We don't need it. Brian, hell yes, we do. Oh, my God. You're going to really... Because you heard what I said about it. If you would have just... Uh, well, Josh, go first. We you're know nothing before. of the plot, right? We know nothing of the plot. We know nothing of the, the, the movie. I don't even think we have casting. Do we have casting? Um, yeah, look, I, I without um, without getting into... How, how, you know, how everybody, how dear, how dearly everybody regards the Lion King, you know, how fond we are all of the Lion King. Um, and just talking about it from a, I guess, a practical sense, I, I think that the animated Lion King movie introduced everything you need to know about the relationship between Mufasa and Scar, um, everything you need to know about Mufasa as a um as a leader right um it we understood all his ideals all his values some of his flaws um and like it's kind of enough said like to to do any more with mufasa's character is diluting like the 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 potency the strength of the character itself gets gets muddy if you Screw around with it. Like, and here's the other thing. Is there any way to do this movie other than like another Hakuna Matata scene? I'm not ready to be a, but you know, like, is there another way to do it? And if so, really is there? And just the, okay. He, so he was, it's either that or like, he was a shitty big brother, like Thor to Loki kind of thing. Like, you know, scar always in the shadow. It's, the story's been done a trillion times. I don't know if I can watch it again, even if it is a lion. Brian, my whole five points are on the line, good sir. Why do we need the Mufasa movie? So, CJ, if I say the word taka, do you know what I speak of? I would assume a delicious chip. No, uh, taka. <laughs> if you actually go into like the the um, the, the script notes for Lion King, uh, you start learning a little bit more about Scar and Scar's backstory. And taka was a nickname 
that Scar had. You know what taka means? It, it means sounds trash. like trash. Oh, it means trash. Because Scar is not Scar's name. Scar is the name that he adopted because he had a scar. All right. I venture to guess that this movie is not only going to give us a backstory about Mufasa, but the relationship between Mufasa and his brother, who he will call Taka. And we're going to see not a I'm not ready to be king. We're going to see the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air being I'm hot shit. I'm ready to be king. And we're going to watch a Mufasa be humbled and a relationship between his brother break down. I want to see Mufasa and Scar when they were on good terms. I want to see that relationship deteriorate and why that is the way it is. How do you hate your brother so much that you're ready to kill him? I mean, first Thor movie. I think and we all love the first Thor movie. Do we not? Thank you, Josh. You, we, we you got there it. before I did. <laughs> this is Thor. This is the, I'm not worthy. I think I'm great. I need to be, to learn a lesson. And who wouldn't want to see Thor with lions? I mean, I think it's a wonderful idea, and I'm ready to get dive into the enriching backstory of these two lions. End scene. Well, good, sir. I am. You know what? After you spoke, I am going to award you, Brian Thornton, one point for trying, but five points for Josh for not, you know. Of right. Because nobody my, wants it. This my is mind is not stupid changed. idea. The stupid idea. And you know why it's a stupid idea? Because, yes, the Lion King made millions and billions of dollars when we did it in CGI because it's the Lion King. So when, when we I We all was... left that theater saying, that was not good. Do you want to watch the good one? Let's go home and watch the good one. Like, <laughs> right. So here's, on. here, here's what I found, right? Here's what I found about Mufasa. <clears throat> Mufasa, the Lion King, will tell the story of Simba's father, who was orphaned as a lion cub. Uh, the origin story will be told in two time frames by Rafiki and Timon and Pumbaa. It's going to be told by yeah, two that's another thing. Different ways. How could they possibly tell the story, Timon and Pumbaa? Because you, you want because history is written by the winners, Josh. Watch wouldn't you? One and a half. They were there the whole time. <laughs> wouldn't you have Zazu tell the story? That would make sense now, wouldn't it, Josh? Stop applying logic to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't understand. No one likes Zazu. He's that's uppity right. and British. We like That's Timon right. and Pumbaa. They're what we're gonna do part. instead is we're gonna we're gonna bring um, we're gonna bring in Yago from Aladdin and have a Gilbert Gottfried impersonator <laughs> tell the story. You know what? I have an even better As idea. Yago. Let's have Yago. Let's have Yago show up and then not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we He's did just that in the background. We did that. Yeah, it's called Aladdin with Will Smith as the genie. All right, so obviously a lot from, from D23. Uh, uh, you want a lot of hot takes, but good defenses uh, as to what we were talking about. So now it is uh, my uh, it, my obligation, their duty as as your host uh, <laughs> to look at <laughs> duty uh, to look at the points and to award this week's winner. Uh, and looking at the scoreboard after the change by mind, which was the tip of the scale, Joshua Burns wins this week's episode with seventeen points. Brian Thornton with 12. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, okay, so cool. So Josh will be the host for the next episode. Brian, this was great. Your Kathleen Kennedy explanation was, was spot on. But then, yeah, as you said, you even I, awarded him extra points. I had a great explanation points. on Star Wars. I had a great moment with got, Marvel. I even took away I five points for Brian. I brought the article. For... I, tall, I brought the whole topic. Hey. I gave to talk I took about away for Josh an hour. Five points for being smug. Of like which it. of that hour I talked at least... 45 minutes of it well that was part of the reason but that, 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 that this all makes sense this all makes sense it's fine fine 
This is Brian's origin story, right? For his villain story, right? This is the prequel, right? This is this is what we get. Like, Josh, well, Josh, well, well fought and won and uh, <laughs> favored by CJ as always. Um, oh, good. And I look forward to hearing your topic next week. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listeners, so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood, your drive to work, whatever it is we are in your life. If you would like to share your thoughts on any of the topics that we discussed, you can go to thatkindofnerd.com, leave a comment on the page, or you can call or text us at 484-373-4119. And be sure to check the show notes for other ways to get a hold of us. But thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode. Well, welcome to the club, because you were back on a nerd. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? Uh, it would be great if your mechanical keyboard wasn't uh, clickety-clacking while you were doing that. I would keep it in the show. Oh, I'll clickety-clack all the, the live-long day. Clickety-clack-clack-clack. I feel like you guys are forgetting that I'm giving out the points this week. Um, I did not forget. Well, you don't you have to, what you have to understand about Josh, you have you got to get Josh. Don, are you in love with Josh? <laughs> All while they play Massive Attack in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, Brian. We're just having a West Wing moment. I I'm just sorry, watched what, that. What, what were you quoting? It was the West, West Wing. Wing. It's, a, it's a West Wing moment. Yeah. There we go. Go ahead, Brian.